Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got the Bay Area's finest. Just want to say, I we have a legend in the building. Oh, that's what's up. Legend? That's dope. Do you do you wake up in the morning and you don't think you're a legend? Nah, I know I'm pretty amazing, but I may not say a legend yet. Okay. You know? I'm, yeah. I'm just an amazing person in my mind. Ooh, why you are you feel a, like that? Why are you an amazing person? You just gotta feel like that. You know, sometimes um you're defined by your what you've overcame. Mm. And you know, even if your small steps is something to you that you hold dear, you should adhere to that feeling. Low self esteem is a it's a form of depression, you know, and, and many yeah. of us deal with a lot of mental health things in, in the communities and areas and in life and in the world in general. And um, I'm an advocate for, you know, high self-esteem. I'm an advocate for, you know, mental health and making people feel like the best version of themselves. So I always want to put that out in the world, whatever it is that's aligned with amazing and feeling, you know, exuberant. I want to feel that. I want to be that. I want to be the best version of myself. Were you always like this? Like, even in the height of the Hypey Bay Area movement, like, was this always your energy? Yeah, most definitely. You just had to, you had to be able to be different in the areas that we were coming from. Something to stand out a little bit. But right. uh, it was something that was significant about, you know, every individual at that time. And, you know, that was, that's my, my secret ingredients. Right. You know, it was the energy and the, just the purity. Hell yeah. Something natural, you know. Hell Yeah. Usually I get into it later on, but, you know, mental health is a big part of my show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so just wanted to know how you're doing, how is everything, how's your mental state? I'm good right now. I appreciate you asking. Um, I think we've normalized saying I'm okay when we're not okay, um, and I'm always a, a huge advocate of that, telling people uh, it's okay to not be okay. Um, and, you know, at this current time right now, and I'm actually okay. I'm, I'm great. Uh, my children are great. Hell, yeah. You got two um, kids, right? Yeah, two two kids, a boy and a girl. Wow, um, that's a, that's beautiful. Apples of my eyes, man. So I'm good right now. Um, things are just, you know, the consistency. I was talking to um, I was talking to Echo, and we were just talking Shout about out to Echo. When, when things are flowing, um, the consistency brings security. Hell, yeah. And it's, uh, it's imperative that one goes with the currents of, uh, something that's secure, you know. So those are the secure things that in my life right now of remaining consistent, remaining moving, and uh, my mobility continues to bring happiness towards me, and that's the trajectory that I'll continue to follow. That's crazy because just doing my research and all that, it was just like you actually were in a bidding war, right, and you ended up staying independent or how to go down? Well, a few little things. Uh, those are 
several moons ago. Um, we right. did some situations, and um, I was blessed with an opportunity from Atlantic Records to uh, give me a, an opportunity to do some things with my own label. But at that time, being from the Bay Area, a lot of people, they say that they're independent or that they have their own labels, but it's more so just about hearsay. Um, it's banter. It's not really actually oh, we got a label and we have the infrastructure that's based off what a label really consists of. Right. It's just the, the mind state. It's a mind state, an independent mind state. Um, and you move as a renegade, but you don't actually have the infrastructure and the tools to conduct a business and a label like you should or like a successful one. Right. Um, but I was able to um, link in with Atlantic and they gave me an opportunity a long time ago to help me stand by and watch and witness what an actual label does really and i was able to see that and kind of utilize it and for my own recipe and uh cook up a gumbo and uh, i've been <laughs> been cooking ever since damn we love a good gumbo <laughs> <laughs> damn well you mentioned the bay so i gotta give you this uh oh this flower it's from fuego family farms fuego. do you do your friends be smoking i know a lot of people that smoke I'm from right. the bay that's true that's you know, true. We from the Bay, baby. Everybody blow a little bit. Yeah. You know? Shout out to Fuego. What up? Hey. I'm going to sit this down. Yeah. Wait. Wait, so you, do you, you still stay in the Bay, obviously? Uh-huh. And you just got a crib in L.A.? Uh, oh, crib in L.A., crib in Atlanta. Damn. Um, of course, I always maintain residency at home. Yeah. Um, just moving around. Yeah. You know, kind of a stable vagabond. Yeah. Wait, did I see somewhere that Too Short was the one that took you to Atlanta? Was that true? Short took me to Atlanta a long yeah. time ago. Showed me how to move around. Uh, Short is like, you know, I like to, I call Too Short Pops. Um, he's a godfather-like figure in my life. I've been knowing him since a kid. Uh, Crazy. Personally knowing him, like, since 9 or 10 years old. Um, I've Damn. been able to mirror his movements, mirror Aww. everything that he's done. He's taken me in, and uh, what better embracing him than to have someone that has done it for 40 years consecutively and consistently um, and uh, just remains a current. Right. And he's, uh, he's somebody who I've always idolized and he's an idol of mine as well as um, a friend and someone who I confide in musically Hell yeah. um, on a personal level. So he's shown me a lot of things uh, and I, I, I credit him with a lot of the mannerisms that I take when it comes to doing music. Right. You know, nowadays he's uh he's definitely uh one of those quiet figures that uh never really gets the accolades or yeah. the headlines that he's deserving of. He's so humble, but um he's he's a legend. For sure. That's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, y'all got hella records together too. Yeah, most definitely. You got a favorite? My favorite record with me and Too Short? Um I like to say Life of the Party. Okay. Uh, which was actually a Snoop Dogg's record. Yeah. But I think the history of that record was, um, it was dope to to watch it. The The maturation of it is, the story behind it actually gives validity to the actual song um, that much more. We yeah. were all just hanging out and um, at the time, we had a spot on, uh, what's that, 1600 Vine, 1500 Vine, one, one, one of those little buildings down there and uh, in Hollywood. And we didn't know that Snoop had a house there, had a spot there, hell. Damn. And Snoop we? just, me and Short. Oh, okay. And Snoop, we just saw Snoop in the hallway, and he just came, and he was like, he was like, that Snoop he had on, like, this little <laughs> kind of, like, incognito <laughs> costume. And uh, came, knocked on the door, 
We talked, laughed, cracked a few jokes. He was like, man, you know, I got the studio upstairs. Damn. And uh, we went up there, man, and we, we did the record. And it was dope. It was, you know, a historic moment, Hell especially yeah. for me, somebody growing up watching those two icons finally collaborate on something and then me being a part of it and playing a role. That and, was the first time they met? That wasn't the first oh. time they met. Um, but they collaborated Music, on you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. music-wise. Wow. I think they did a song previous to that. Um, but this one on, on a level where Snoop yeah. actually made it his single. Um, right. And everyone contributed something equally. We were able to go on tour with it, and it was some. Uh, it was it was, uh, it was historic. Do you have a favorite tour memory? Uh, so many. I know. So many. Uh, I'm living for the memories that I can't remember. Hey, okay, swerve. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I was just gonna ask. Oh yeah. Um, can, can we can we get the story behind? Uh, Todd said that someone named Mr. Wig. The Wiggler? Yeah, the Wiggler. Talk he about said y'all were having a lot of fun back then. The Wig. I need, yeah. The Wig was the Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were times, man. The Wiggler was a um, mysterious man. Okay. You know, and he came, uh, he appeared in our life with uh, bearing gifts and bearing opportunity. Um. And he actually amplified a lot of things that were going on. It was desolate at the time um, in the Bay Area. And he came out and he kind of reinvigorated uh, a movement by amplifying things financially. And then with the excitement and energy that he brought to the cypher, uh, he actually motivated many of us to continue to uh, come together. And the cohesiveness of everyone's energy was able to um, get a few more years uh, of, you know, activity going. And... Um, the Wiggler was a very, uh, I think they can do a movie about that man. He was oh, a wow. very, very mysterious, very good guy. Um, we all have our angels and demons. And um, I hope to see him return to the streets one day, man. He was, uh, he was a good dude. For sure. Man, so I was, uh, was going to ask you a trivia question. Um, you ready? Sure. Uh, who has the most rap battles in battle rap? Uh, the most battles in battle, most views or most battles? Most battles. You want to hear the, the options? What's my options? King Los, Arsenal, The Rebel, Daylight, Cool Modi. Arsenal. Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that means you get some gifts? Oh, I get gifts. Slapwoods. Yeah, this is from Slapwoods. It's a whole lot of uh, uh, cannabis going on on yeah. this thing, man. That's not cannabis. Oh, Slapwoods? That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's get it right. Cannabis no. related though, right? Um, I mean, you could roll cigars if you wanted to. Yeah, that's cannabis related. It's so. not cannabis if it's, it's a cigar. A, a lot of cannabisin. <laughs> <laughs> the cannabis in the day. I ain't mad at it. I Damn. appreciate gifts. Right. I like gifts. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, man, well, how are you? What are you working on? I'm always working. Um, I just opened up a nightclub. Um, what? So. Oh wait. The, the after after hours it's yeah. actual we have after hours there but it's an actual nightclub it's a bar bar and grill okay um, i named it after my mother it's called desi's wow um it's right across the street from my clothing store in uh oakland downtown oakland the dope air um i just opened up another nail shop damn um, so several businesses and ventures that i'm working towards um one of the biggest ones that i want to present to the world by next year is uh the dope air academy which is a school um, for the de wow. development of, you know, yeah. inner city kids um, with 
outside curriculums as far as not the traditional curriculum that school provide. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to um, computer coding and you know, financial literacy, cryptocurrency, knowledge, and coding, Damn. mining, and things of that nature. So I want to be able to provide that kind of intel to the children with the Dope Air Academy. So now we're securing the funds and everything of that nature, and uh, that's going to be something that I want to release to the world that I'm very prideful about. Hell so, yeah. Um, that's incredible. I love how much you do to help others, and I just really respect it. Oh, man, it's a blessing, man. I credit my mother. Um, my mother was... A person who would always, you know, she would give you the clothes off of her back. Damn. Um, it's just, you know, it's in my, my nature. Right. That's crazy. So, as I told you, mental health is a big part of the show. Um, I'm going to read you this statistic. Um, children who grow up in a home with parents who are addicted to drugs or alcohol are three times more likely to suffer physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. Um, was it difficult just, you know, seeing your mom do cocaine or crack cocaine um at the yeah. time you know when you're young you really don't understand it you know it's something going on right um luckily she was able to uh clean her life in the early stages of my life um i think my mom got clean around probably about nine it was about nine she got clean nine or ten um was you know no longer used drugs but um unfortunately we normalize certain things in our communities right you know out of a household of my mother, my grandmother had 11 kids, you know, nine of them on drugs. Damn. You know, so those things to us, it wasn't anything that was, it wasn't a deficit. It wasn't something that was, you know, we didn't look at it as a bad thing. We just like, you know, we normalized it. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's how we heal with traumas in the communities that we come from, by normalizing some of the biggest atrocities. Right. So um, watching my mother get clean was definitely a, a great moment for me, and I'll never forget that. And, you know, she struggled with uh, a lot of the things, man, that, you know, postpartum of the addictions, you know? Those wow. Are, those are things that, you know, yeah. you, you deal with. Um, like life after you're sober? Just life, 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 life. man, just life in general, you know? Um, right, that's true. Life, like life is a speeding train in certain situations and it seems like it's always going to hit you or you're going to get stuck on a track or you're going to get you know nailed to something and, and and life is like a speeding bullet in the communities that we come from so it's hard yeah. to avoid the problems the pain and then still be progressive and productive um and you have to learn to deal with that you know that's why um certain people search for outlets in dealing yeah so drugs become things some people become over sexualized some people right. become um um, they submit and they succumb to those things in the, in the communities that we come from. So, yeah, those are, there are a lot of adults that haven't healed from childhood trauma. Facts. So, you know, we are, yeah. as a huge av advocate of something like that, I'm, I'm always um, wanting to address it and speaking on it to give a different perspective of someone who uh, has survived from those situations. Right. You know, and yeah. still doing it, but still dealing with, uh, the attachments of that. Right. So how did you, like, I had Be Real on here, and I was asking him about his PTSD, and he was like, you just get over it. Like, did you ever go to therapy, or did you ever feel like you needed to? Yeah, therapy is a big thing. Uh, therapy is something that um, I'm a huge advocate of. I feel like people need to go to therapy because you, you may not even know that you're depressed. <laughs> True. There are things that... Um, Clinically, once it's being declared or once it's being diagnosed, it diagnoses as characteristics of depression. Right. And many of us may not know it because, as again, we've 
normalize certain things that we've suppressed things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a, uh, someone who firmly believes in you have to reveal to heal. Mm -hmm. And if you're not revealing, then you're suppressing. And once that suppression rises to the top, it actually creates an explosion. And many of us have exploded and we don't know it. Right. Because, you know, we use things like weed to suppress things. We use things Damn, like alcohol. not weed. No, certain people smoke weed because they feel like oh. this is this is how I get over it. You ask the average person, why you smoke weed? Oh, man, I'm stressed out. I'm going through something. It's not just I want to smoke because I like the feeling of, you know. Some people are going through things and they use weed as clinical therapy. I feel and attacked. No, no, it's, it's just the, the attacking of it is because of it's not a biased perspective. This is actually why certain people use weed. Why do you use weed? Oh, I got PTSD or. But why, why can't the plant medicine help your anxiety? Why, why doesn't say that it doesn't. I, you, I never said that it didn't. Okay. You know, I. I oh, but you're surprised. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm giving notions of why certain people use things not saying that it doesn't and that may be a form of therapy to individuals at what point did you stop smoking weed and why and weed has always been an ongoing battle with me um, oh I've shit always, my bad <laughs> i've always just you know from a young age when i used to steal my mother's weed mm. um, we would smoke and in and out um then i went on a long run without smoking um I just have a very addictive personality. Me too. And then I have family members that have had a history of being addicts. Mm. And I never wanted to be addicted to anything. And um, the self-control in me uh, prevents me from being vulnerable to falling to that addiction. And so wow. anytime that I become uh, too much of something, uh, I just, I step back, you know? So wow. um, I don't think I, I haven't smoked in about, Maybe three years, four years. Wow. Were you a heavy smoker? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. You know, so, I, and so three or four years ago, you would have loved all this shit. I necessarily <laughs> loved it, but you know, I would have accepted it and appreciated it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But like I say, you know, the weed nowadays is so strong, so crazy. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, what, what, is, what is this? This die now? What they Sounds like it? someone had a bad trip. No, not at all. It's just, oh, okay. it's just you know, it is what it is. You know, these, people don't understand that a lot of chemicals in weed now activate other things mentally. Okay. You know. Damn, you do your research. They act like activate a lot of other things. And there are many of us that are dealing with, uh, as we alluded, mental health problems that we know nothing about. Right. And the psychosis of things begin to be activated. And, you know, the, the chemicals that mix and that mesh, wow. some of them don't go well with each other. Right. And uh, you can activate some things, too, uh, that can be detrimentally vulnerable to your mind state. Right. How did you, how are you so disciplined? How did, how were you able to, like. Um, many people have died due to lack of discipline. True. You know. Yeah. Um, and where we come from, uh, discipline is a key component in survival. Right. So it's something that you implement and you inoculate in your game plan. Uh, as a means of survival. Right. Man, it's just so crazy how, cause yeah, I, I think you've been doing the turkey drives for like, or whatever for like, how many, like Almost two, two decades. decades. Yeah. Yep, almost That's two decades. That's so beautiful. Backpack giveaway, August 21st. Damn. Um, 19th annual. That's crazy. Um, so it's pretty good, man. Yeah. Just being, you know, adhering to the calling. Right. You know, the, the, the supreme beings, whatever one may identify with God, whatever supreme beings, you know, whatever you, submit to um has a calling for all of us and you must adhere to the calling to do what you do and when right. it's all said and done when you return back to that you should go empty-handed right 
How does it feel to perform at the Warriors game? I love the Warriors. I've been a longtime fan Me of the Warriors. Me too. I, so I'm from I li- I'm from Sunnyvale. Okay. But we used to drive up to the Oakland Arena, and I was in the nosebleeds when they sucked ass. So I, you know, it's just crazy to see that this is actually happening. Right. I love the Warriors. Um, the franchise, the organization. Um, they've done a great job of creating a great balance between the fans and and um, the franchise and the team. Uh, by incorporating some of the local acts and artists. So right. to be able to watch the P-Lows, the Two Shorts, Hell the MC yeah. Hammers, and the E-40s. The and Mr. Fabs. Mr. Fabs. Hey. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and put them a part of the plan, man. Um, it's nice, man. I, I definitely feel uh, privileged and blessed to be a part of something that is so, so historic. When you sit back and you look at it years later, we're probably not realizing what we're living in in these times. Right. But when you look back years later, you're like, wow, you know, that was crazy. I was actually, I was there. Yeah. You know, um for sure. So it's a happy moment. Um great uh it's, it's dope. It's Yo, dope. would they give you a nickname cuz you were courtside so much? Uh I think that's a self-made moniker, you know, front uh. row fabby. The jumbo Don. Hey. You know, we just be having fun. Right. Wait, so you got paid for those tickets? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always Most wondered. Definitely. Most definitely. I spent uh I spent about how much you spent this year on finals? Like yeah. I mean, this year playoff game, probably yeah. like two hundred thousand, hundred hundred eighty thousand, something like that. For how many tickets? Uh, two tickets, like, but through the whole playoffs this run. Oh, uh, okay. But we was going to home games and away games, so it was cool. Damn. Spent a nice, pretty piece of change. Why don't you just get season tickets? You got those already? We do. Oh, okay. But okay, okay, okay. when the playoffs, that it's different. Oh, uh, okay. They don't count. So like the finals games was like twenty five thousand a seat. Mm, wow. You know, so you're dealing with stuff like that. It's cool. It ain't nothing. And it's something. Yeah. You know, I can't write it off and undermine it. It's it, something. Yeah. You know, just be blessed to be able to afford whatever the something is. Hell yeah. Man, speaking of legendary, it's just. It's fire. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to get you. We're going to make sure you get some more. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. So I was just going to ask, uh, just, yeah, because, you know, I'm from the Bay. Um, we were thinking that like hella young. Were you, you know, uh, we grew up to the hype movement. Like, were you thizzing? Like, I never popped a pill in my life. Oh my gosh. Okay, but Ghost Ride It though, you were Ghost Riding the Whip. Oh yeah, for sure. Can we, we just talk about Ghost Ride It? What about it? I, I, okay, so ever since I booked, shout out to Echo, ever since this was booked, I've been just, but I play like the same four songs on repeat that literally have a soft spot new oakland being the top one oh, that's dope you know that like, song lived we really grew up to your shit though like for real man that's dope man um it's crazy like um ghost ride it just ghost ride the whip <laughs> like just going out like so my daughter had a she's a, a part of a dance group well she was a part of a dance group Hell yeah i love and, that um, they danced to New Oakland, and it was just so crazy to me because oh. it was like, y'all wasn't even born when I did this song. What do you mean? Oh, like yeah. certain people, like my daughter. Yo, she wasn't how old born. is she? She's 13. Oh, my God. But it's just so crazy looking at it, like going to the club, and when that song comes on, people act like it just came out. Bro. Like, so it's it's a vibe. That song, it's a, uh, the, that, that record, that record has survived. That's, like, Get out the car, let Cass. I would. I don't better. know that. 
That's the fan's sake. I don't know, man. I just yeah. was happy to make it. Uh, both records, you know, the Ghost Rider is funny. But, you know, Ghost Rider is not so much of my urban record. Like, when I that record outside of Oakland is like, they love that record, right. the Ghost Rider. I used to hate performing that record. Because you heard it so much? No, nah, it's just, to me, it was like, when you get older, you're like, yo, this is corny. Yeah. But to me, were, it was cool. It was y'all cool. were in the Ghostbusters car? Yeah, I had fun. We rented the actual car. We shot the video, like, six days came down here it was in la half of it was in la echo locked in some stuff we locked in some stuff what that was crazy i'm tight that you and echo have known each other this long and she never brought you to me oh, i'm man. about to throw some <laughs> yo facts in in due time all right <laughs> i'm dead but like because like, i remember one time we ghost ride the whip on 280 in the middle of the night like y'all were really doing that shit yeah it was uh it was lit you know ghost yeah. ride it came from uh it was a dude named critty Bo. his name was chris he was from a city called he was from a part of oakland called ghost town west oakland and um we all went to school together when we were young he had this car which was uh, uh it was a van it was like a chevy van and it had gold rims everything on it and he would at lunchtime he would ghost ride his car <laughs> like in front of the school like by the line and by the stuff and all the kids all the girls everybody would like just go crazy looking at Creed, like yo Creed a fool like yeah. you know that's the dude from ghost town that's how they drive and they ghost ride and you know that's how fools in a ghost ride right and uh he made it famous man and next thing you know you would see people like walking your dog, it's like walking your car. You would see people at the side shows and Damn. late night. That, that's how they would come through just to show off their car. Like, yeah, you see it. Yo. And then it, it transcended in a, you know, something epic. And um, man, that was crazy, man. Look back, looking back at it, it was like we never knew that it would, you know, it would transcend like that. But Bro. that's how I did. And we gotta talk about side show with Tracks a Million. Yeah, rest in peace, like, Tracks. I'm sorry, yo, facts. Rest in peace to Tracks. Tracks a very good man. Um, his legacy will continue to live on through his music, through his children. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like the music never really defined who he actually was as a person. Right. He was a much more greater friend than anything that he contributed to music. Wow. Um, and, you know, that is someone who I'll miss dearly. Just our conversations of life. Right. You know, I was a, I was a friend of mine. Right. Not just my producer, not just somebody wow. that made beats. I was actually my friend. There were times where uh, even in his... You know, uh, latter days, it was more so like I would be like, yo, you need anything? I would mm -hmm. send food to his spot and, you know, just checking yeah. on him, man. That was a that was a real good friend of mine, man. So um, I'm glad that he left something that uh, will live on. Yeah. And that's the beauty in the music. But, right. You know, Sideshow was just something like that record. Sideshow was a record we was, um, we were in San Jose. San Jose, that's my hood. <laughs> We was um, in San Dad, Ho. he's from San Jose, too. We was in San Ho leaving uh, E-40's club. We was leaving the Ambassador's Lounge. And um, he was like, hey, man, you know what would be dope? Is if y'all came back to the studio, man, I got some beats. And me and Short was like, oh you know, the, the only way to lure Short in, the lure Short in was like, you know, some girls up there. He's yeah. like, like, oh, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. So we went to the studio, man, and we, cre we created that at like 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah. Like, Wait, oh. really? Yeah, 
was crazy. Were there sideshows happening outside? Like, what? I don't know if it was no sideshows in San Jose. You know, we don't right. play in San Jose. Right, yeah. People from Oakland don't play with San Jose. Wait, why? The police is crazy. The oh. police will do something to you. Oh, okay. At least at home, we know certain officers. We'd be like, oh, what's that, bro? Like, yeah. oh, San Jose ain't doing no plan. Yeah. And, like, uh -uh. and that's a long way to get home. Oh. We wasn't taking no chances. Mm -mm. <laughs> that's it. We'll meet up at the gas station, that shell right there before yeah. you get on the freeway. But other than that, we ain't playing around. That's so hilarious. We went and uh, created the Sideshow record. It was dope. Me Too Short, Tracks A Million. And... Uh, Man, the rest is history. Did y'all know in that moment, though? Like You never know. People always make it seem like they know you. You know, you can be enthused about a song and amped and juiced about a record. Like, oh, this the one. This go. This crazy. This, But you never know. You know, it's all up to the fans. Like, I never, in a million years, you couldn't have never told me that New Oakland would have the legs that it still has. New Oakland is my favorite song of yours. Yeah, that's like, you know, you would never, you could have never told me that. Especially with me, it was just a childhood dream to do the record with who was in the studio with me with, with G Stack and Bathgate. They were two legends yeah. that had legendary moments in our city. Uh, right. One was a part of a group called the Delinquents, right. which ruled the underground and the streets of Oakland for several years. Wow, and, that and, makes it even more meaningful. Yeah, and then the other was Bathgate, who was signed to No Limit and the heyday of No Limit, like when it was like, Poppin'. it was thriving. Yeah. And so they were a part of a group called Steady Mob. And so I seen an opportunity in the studio when them two being there and and i went after it so to secure that and to see the finishing product still have years later 18 years later still be you know the nostalgia of it as well as just the energy that it right. brings every time it's recorded and right. uh, performed hey man it's amazing and then I, ea ski produced it so yo, it's just a legendary record ski, that's crazy it's so crazy because I just put out a vlog. Um, it's from hella long ago, but it was at Saweetie's birthday, and New Oakland came on. It was over. Like I said, I had no idea that it was going to have the legs that it has. All these years later, I'm happy. I'm just. Do you ever get sick of performing that one? No, not at all. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that's my go-to. Oh, okay, okay. You yeah, got to. Yeah, that's my go-to. I yeah. love that one. It probably brought you a little little coins too. Got a nice piece of change off yeah. that record. <laughs> Back in the day, that's still funny. today. Right. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. All right. How did it? How does it feel to be in the streaming era? Because. Um, man, I love it, man. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel like. Nowadays, you get a lot of chance. You get some kids who may be in their grandmother's basement, man, could do a record and, you know, buy their grandmother's house. Yeah. Wow. You know, how could you be mad at that? I think there are a lot of people who haven't adjusted to the times right. or uh, lack the ability to uh, create with the vibes and they become angry and they become uh, displaced with uh, emotion and be mad at the, the current times of music. Man, anytime somebody can take a dream of theirs and expound on that and provide for their family, I'm all for it. That's beautiful. You know, I'm all for Hell it. So yeah. streaming, views, YouTube, all that, man. If it, if it's helping take care of some people and um, long as people are, are, are monetizing and getting their stuff right and making sure that you're getting your paperwork and your credit and everything right, hey, man, go for it. Go get it. Right. Go take advantage of your dream. Facts. I love that. All right, I'm going to give you another gift. 
from I Fire. Oh shoot. What is it? Yeah, I Fire. So it's an electronic dab. She's trying um, to get me high, like y'all. Yo. <laughs> she want me to get high, you y'all. You feel me? And then these, this is from Hamilton Devices. So these are like the, por- these are portable. Um, but yeah, these are vapes too. Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to get me high. Hey y'all, if you like dabbing, be sure to check out Hamilton Devices. They have the most innovative, creative, hard-hitting vaping devices. I promise you will not be disappointed. Um, but I was gonna ask, cause I was listening, one of my, the four, one of the four favorite songs, uh, Calling My Name with Jacka. I just gotta get the story behind that. I'm sorry. You like you like that song too, right? My favorite songs. Call him. Um, rest in peace to the Jacka, though, for real. Yeah, the Jack was my favorite rapper. Damn. Um, he was my favorite rapper while he was alive, though. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, it it wasn't the. Oh, I'll wait till you pass to tell the world. Like every interview I would do, I would always say Jack was my favorite rapper. <laughs> like that was actually that was my friend. Right. Not only was he my favorite rapper, he was like, you know, my brother. Um, so the record was dope. The Call of My Name was actually a record that I did. I I be feeling, I, I will cry. That song is beautiful. Yeah, I did, I did the record and I was like, yo, Jack, I need you on this song. He was like, okay, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come do it. Bedrock produced it. Oh, wow. Um, the record was done and this is at the time where I'm dealing with trying to figure out where we're going to go in the direction of Atlantic Records of mm. putting the album out so I'm creating a record for Atlantic Damn. Uh, for the Atlantic Records situation and oh wow we're going through some turbulent things we're going through some some contract situations oh. and um <laughs> and it was just you know just trying to figure it out and Jack came to me and was like yo you using that record we did and I was like, uh, I'm like, I want to. He was like, man, I'm about to drop tear gas, man. I would love to put it out on my project. And I was like, go ahead. Because a lot of people always was wondering why I had two verses and why he had one verse on the song. It was already a song that I had already done, but mm. I gave it to him. And um, wow. my biggest regret about that record is never shooting a video for it. Damn. Um, we always would talk about how we wanted to shoot one and we was going to shoot one. And then like three, four days before he passed, Oh my gosh. It was like we were in the studio and um it was just it was it was weird like sitting back thinking about it now like it was it was a surreal feeling like we was in a lab and he was like, "Yo, let's work on a project, man, just in case, you know, anything happened. We we'll have some music that, you know, can outlive us." No. Oh my god. And That's I was like, crazy. "What?" I was like, "What you talking about?" That's crazy. Like, no, nah, let's just work on some shit. And uh, man, that, and a couple of days later, man, that happened, and I'm it was so like so sorry. And I was tough, man. I was like that. That hit me like I was affected, like you know, not naturally, like when my mom died, but when Jack died, I was like, man, I I felt like like my mom's son died, like That's you know, crazy. I was hurt. Um, that was tough. That. It was tough for me, man, to I'm deal sorry. with that because uh, me and him had so much. We had been around the world together. We, you know, we we yeah, that's Europe, man. Africa, like you know, we we did all kind of stuff together, and um, that was my guy, man. So yeah, calling my name will forever be. I was uh, gonna say did, that must feel so meaningful to be able to perform that because. Yeah, that's my guy, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that record. <laughs> That's crazy. And I was going to ask, you know, I know you lost Mac Dre, too. Like. Been a lot of losses. Yeah. That's life. You know? You know, the blessing of life is you can continue to keep living. But the curse of life is as you continue to keep living, there are many people who won't. That's, yeah. You know? Um, wow. And it's like the old riddle of saying, what if you could live forever? Would you want to live forever? All the suffering and pain you have to witness forever. Damn. And so as you as you live, you learn, but you'll lose. And um, it's a part of life. Wow. That's crazy. Man, I just wanted to ask, like, I don't know. Do you got a crazy Mac J story you could tell? Or some, maybe a good memory? Because I know um, his birthday just passed, too. Dre gave a lot of people opportunities, man. Um, Dre was galvanizing some of the people who he felt were uh, the stars that could potentially propel the Bay to the next level, uh, the music industry. And he had a great sense of uh, A&R uh, qualities where he was able to organize and, and, and put the right people together. Uh, he built a nice team. Uh, and, and I just happened to be handpicked a part of that team. And I, I, I was uh, I was eager and ready to, you know, adhere to whatever challenges or uh, the task may have been. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't know that in his passing that the task would be I would have to step in and, and fill a void. And that was what was left to me to do with the label that he had formulated. And the I put thiz. put everything on the back with the thiz and we 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 I did it to the best of my ability. But wow. for a 22 year old, 23 year old dealing with all of these, you know, uncharted emotions and um the characteristics of several different individuals, you get lost in that sometimes. Right, so yeah. it was definitely tough. Um, and, you know, it was what it was, but uh, God doesn't make any mistakes and you have to be mindful of that. Right. And when you're called for something, even though you may not be ready at the time, uh, there are blessings in the lessons. And I just had to continue to keep studying. And that's what it is. Here I am now, just, you know, continuing to apply some of the things that I've studied and I've learned along the way. Hell yeah. Um, but a small, short, funny story uh, with Dre would be, um, <laughs> we, were at his, uh, we were at a house that he had in, uh, in Sacramento. Me, Mac Dre, and my cousin, Desmond. And um, Dre had lost his grill. Uh and he was just, he woke up just tripping the whole morning like, Cuddy, I'm not going outside without my teeth. It's like, but don't. So he was just walking around the whole house like this, Yo. looking for it. It was so funny because we all just sitting up after a long night of partying or whatever. Yeah. And uh, my memory still draws a blank if he found him or not. Yeah. But for an hour, he was just, he was, lit, you know, you know how you open the refrigerator and ain't nothing in there. And then like 10 minutes later, you come back in like somebody magically went grocery shopping. Yeah. And he just was just, he was looking, he lift up the couch. And 10 minutes later, he came back like, Cuddy, I'm, no I'm double checking. Cuddy, I'm not going outside, Cuddy. Yo. And that shit was just funny, man. We was just, I, it's just one of those things, but it's just. It just was funny, man. Dre was a Dre had a great personality, man. He was a he was a TV star. He was a he was like a the character that you know that the world loves with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You know, in a marginalized kind of yeah. like con conceptual way. Hell yeah. That's who Dre was to us. Right. You know, um, and uh, yeah, he he's missed. He will be missed, uh, and may his legacy continue to live on through artists who continue to create right uh, i was gonna say drake shows hella love yeah a lot of people a lot of people show love and even if they do it subconsciously uh you can see uh signs of the dna in mm -hmm. some of the things that they do 
Um, so, you know, the only thing left now is to create a, a movie or some documentation that continues to, you know, that would flourish and get big so the rest of the world can know because there's still there people no who may Mac not know. Is there no Mac Dre documentary or not? I mean, there's, there's, there, there, there are documentaries okay. yeah, that They got to do it right, things, though. But it has to be on, a, you know, a, a major biopic. platform. Yeah, Hell something yeah. like that. And y'all got to interview all the legends. <laughs> I'm going to do the interview. I told myself I was only drinking water today. I just remember Oh, that. my bad. I'm sorry. It's all good. All right, so we're going to end with a Spitfire round. Let me give you these last gifts I'm with real it. quick. This is from Session Goods. This is the bong you see right here. Oh, shit. Did I just hit? <laughs> only hit the face mask. He ain't Yo, tripping. Oh, yeah. Shout out my man, Sam. The cone. Oh, this yeah. This is Sessions from Sam. And then this is from Al Capone. Um, they're big on the East Coast. Yeah, they, Al Capone, they do a lot of the battle raps. They do sponsor oh, they the do? battle rap stuff. Oh, sick. They do a I lot was going to say, yo, my homegirl from the Bay, shout out Kendall. She couldn't make it. She said you're top five battle rappers. I'm all right. I used to be good. <laughs> Al Capone, they sponsor yeah. the battle raps for Smack. Good people. I love that. I love that. All right, you ready? I'm sure. Come on. This is the Temple 10 Spitfire round. Temple um, 10 Spitfire. Favorite emoji? Praying hands. Favorite snack? Sunflower seeds. Favorite Bay Area hypey song? Feeling myself. Hey, I'm in the building. All right. Dumbest bag you ever dropped? Um, I don't know. Um, I think I spent three hundred thousand on a Lambo. I was gonna ask about your Lambo. No, I don't know if you it was the dumbest bag. It was cool. You say you don't even like to drive, right? I hate driving. I got like ten cars. I hate driving. Where you put them? Different spots. <laughs> Currency has a garage for like his 30-something cars or <laughs> some shit. That's just wild. Uh, biggest fear? Um, my biggest, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> like I Me have too. Extreme claustrophobia, and it ignites my uh, anxiety. Mm. And um, another thing, you know, I, I suffer from that. Um, so just being claustrophobic. Um, I hear uh, you. I, I, extreme claustrophobia. I hear you. I don't like, I need the aisle seat on the plane. Oh, yeah, I only ride aisle seat. Like. I'm not doing, it's so crazy. I went to the, um, I was invited to the White House the other day. I forgot to talk about that. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> my first flight, the, like the first flight that I had, I got on. I was late, um, of course. And um, <laughs> they, they gave my seat away. So the oh. only seat that was available was like a middle seat. And so I got on the plane. I'm the last person to get on the plane. And they're going to shut the door. And I'm like, no, no, no. They're like, oh. I'm like, that, I'm not riding on this plane. Yeah. Like, Damn, you got off? I got off. I was like, oh, I'll catch the next one. So <laughs> I had to wait a couple hours at the airport to catch the next one. But it was either that or have a panic attack. And, right. you know, that's not good for my mental health. I I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. Right. Do you do people be asking you for photos at the airport? Um, Sometimes I get lucky. <laughs> I'm dead. I love it. Uh, how much you throwing at the strip club? Uh, a lot. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. Yo, I love it. Favorite sex position? Um, missionary. Why? It's something about looking in someone's eyes. Craziest thing you've seen happen in Oakland? Gentrification. Damn. Uh, last question. First thing that comes to mind, Mr. Fab. That's it. Hey. Speechless. Right. Ooh. 
I like legend. I'm gonna just keep calling you a legend. <laughs> What's for up? real. Wait, real quick before we end. How was the White House? It's cool. Great experience. Um, when I was young, I was invited to the National Youth Congress uh, for Young Leaders of America. Wow. Um, at the time, my mother couldn't afford to send me to D.C. Wow. So when the opportunity came of this invite, I jumped on it. I think it was more so more about accomplishing something uh, that I couldn't do when I was younger. Right. And so when I went into it, the whole flight, that's all I was remembering is when my mother couldn't afford to fly me to D.C. for that. Wow. And uh, now here it is at this level, I'm able to be invited and rub shoulders with some of today's world leaders. And it was nice. You going to get into politics? Uh, eventually. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on Shirley's nah, Temple. I appreciate you, and then we Thank got one so more gift. It's from St. Perry. It's a little big. That's a weed gift, too? No, it's actually oh. clothes. I ain't mad oh, at that. Right. Oh, shit. I ain't mad at that. It's from a clothing company in Atlanta. Let go. Yo, it's a little big, so. Let know. go. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. They got the East St. Laurent uh, font. Yeah. I like that. I didn't even notice that. I shop a lot. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got Slim. He ain't going to get hit. Like I got it. That's my dog. Right. I got it. Oh. Hey, man, appreciate all the gifts. Yo, of course. Thank you for pulling up, man. And I appreciate the energy. Thank you. You got great energy. Thank you, man. Oh, it's love. I, I'm very, I'm very, like, I haven't really wanted to interview you. I was so excited. That's dope, man. I appreciate it, man. Of course. <laughs> all right. Well, how do you feel about doing, oh, well, first we need a drop. All right. Appreciate y'all tuning in to Shirley's Temple. Have a Shirley Temple and come talk to me. It's Mr. Fab, man, and I had a great time up here. You feel me? Fire. Yay. Can we play some Mr. Fab? <laughs>